friends, Kate here. And Caitlin. We love podcasts as much as you do and supporting other creators. So sometimes we're going to use the top of the show to share cool new podcasts with you. If you love Hey Beautiful, you might like this podcast too. Check it out and we'll see you after the break. Newport Beach. The Pool House. Captain Oates. Chino. Ew. I'm Michelle. I'm Liz. And I'm Ingrid. And we're Let's Let's Talk Talk OC. We're the ladies that brought you Tree Hill Talk, and now we are on the West Coast talking about the early 2000s teen drama, The OC. Join us every Monday as we watch and review each episode. We hope you can join us. All right, on the count of three, then we will say dairy. Ready? One. Where do you count down? Three, two, one. Count of three, it goes up. One, two, three. Dairy! Dairy! Hey everybody, um, this is Caitlin, and I have with me a very special guest, um, my very good friend Jeanette. Hello. Um, Kate is um, living being, living life yeah, in she, LA this yeah, week. Yeah, she's being a boss ass bitch right now, <laughs> and um, doing some really cool shit out in LA, and our schedules didn't line up this week, and so... We're trying to, we have a deadline in mind for season two, and in order to reach that, we have to record this week. So she was like, dude, you got to do it. <laughs> a little nervous, because she usually carries the team, um, but I think- You can do it. Jeanette is a solid replacement. <laughs> you you should see her notes. <laughs> Excessive and incredible. I'm a big fan. I know, that's why. Yes. Well, first we asked Chris, because he's just, he lives yeah, with me, yeah. it's easier, and he was like- he told me he was nervous. He was really, really nervous to do it. And yeah. um, so then I immediately thought of Jeanette. And one thing that's really special is that Jeanette and I actually watched this show together. Yes. So Chris and I watched it while we were first dating. And um, I Jean- happen to live with Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Very convenient when your best friend lives with your boyfriend. Yes. Um, so we watched the show together. So that's pretty cool that we get to um, talk about this episode. We definitely watched this together. Yes, we definitely did. I remember um, laughing about it. Um, so some kind of fun stuff. We celebrated my favorite holiday. Um, we celebrated my favorite holiday last week. Halloween is so much fun. Um, so send us your pictures if you guys have any fun costumes. Did you dress up, Jay? I did not. Um, but actually, now that I have a daughter, I was thinking that maybe it's time to do some <gasps> family themes. Yes, I love the theme costumes a lot so speaking of theme costumes the king and king of family costumes yes. definitely neil patrick harris and david burka kate i hope you Ugh. and dear listeners <laughs> hashtag hb family i hope you appreciate that beautiful segue we didn't even plan it <laughs> not at all um but they always have the best halloween costumes did you see it on instagram i did i did um i really didn't one year they go as um like tweedledee, mm-hmm. tweedledee. Yeah, yeah and Alice in wonderland i loved that yeah this year they were the hitchhiking ghosts and there were some pretty Ooh. neat like trick photography so it looks super spooky it's really cool um something else that is exciting is the um re-release of the behind the scenes Himyum production, Himyum podcast um, that aired from season six through nine, um, but they're re-releasing it and it's called Private Joke. So check it out. And I wonder, Jay, do you think that they were feeling like some competition with this amazing Himyum podcast and felt like 
they yeah. wanted to re-release their own like, shit. Like, wait a minute, we need to not be forgotten about. Yeah, they're not going to let us corner the market. No. You know, because right now we are the only How I Met Your Mother podcast out there. Um, Kate had done a, a, a poll on Twitter. Do you want to talk about this? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so on the recap of Lucky Penny, um, they talked about one of Himium's biggest debates, fate versus free will. This is more like Ted Mosby's yeah. biggest debate. Um, in which way did you lean? Um, looks like fate won out um, 53% versus free will 47 which is actually a lot closer than I would have expected yeah. those results to be. Where do you fall, fate or free will? Ugh. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think um, the theme from last week was really, you know, the 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 stream of how like everything sort of like happens for a reason, and the mm-hmm. thread that kind of like ties everything together. Um, but I just I find it a little funny to think that the our our lives and our paths are totally decided and set for us because things, you know. I'm pretty lazy, so I like the idea of someone just like did it having all it for done. Me. Yeah, I so don't have like to do it. your day is already planned tomorrow. <laughs> well, actually, exactly. Like I really don't have to worry about too much. Just let everything <laughs> kind of handle itself. Except though, I am a super planner. Yes, yes, I am too. So, and that brings me comfort. So I don't know. Yeah. So I like you know like free will being able to plan my own choice. I don't know. Or being flexible, I guess. Oh, I'm not flexible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very rigid. Pretty sure that comes across. Uh, on here um gray's anatomy fans um i hope you guys saw that josh radner was um on the show he played a character named john um and it was um the episode mama knows best he um is rumored to be meredith gray's possible new love interest Interesting. Yes. Do you watch the show still? I'm a huge Grey's Anatomy fan. I've been with it since the beginning. I know. Kind of crazy. I feel like that's... I don't I don't feel like Grey's Anatomy really picks up new fans. No. I, I feel like maybe... I wonder if that's why they have Josh Radner, because, like, Himyam was on around the same time, so, it, like, it, it might was. bring in some of their viewers. I also think that they've been going on now 14 seasons and that they're running out of storylines and actors and they need to kind of pull from the bigger pool. Oh man, I was way kinder. (laughs) No offense, Shonda, big fan. (laughs) Shonda definitely listens. She does. So does Craig and Carter. (laughs) Hey guys. Hey friends. (laughs) Okay, so another super exciting thing, as you heard, um, we had a promo for Let's Talk OC at the top of the show, um, and we actually have a promo on their show as well. Um, So go listen um, to Let's Talk OC because we also have a brand new theme song coming out for season three um, and a couple other fun surprises for season three, but go over to Let's Talk OC and listen to our super professional promotion promotion right promo so adult yeah we're we sound super professional very adult um and we also have fun new um theme music um so this week's episode is stuff where there is the age-old debate of after a breakup what do you do with all of the stuff yeah 
Um, if you are new here, welcome. We are so excited to have you. Make sure you're following us on Twitter or Facebook at Hey Beautiful Pod, and make sure to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever, however you listen to podcasts. Um, and stay tuned at the end um, for legendary moments from listeners like you. So this is season two, episode 16, um, titled Stuff. It first aired on February 19th, 2007. Um, it was written by Courtney Kang, lady writer. Yay! Um, and she's written some of uh, my favorite episodes. We saw her earlier in season two for Slap Bet, which is an epic episode. Yeah. I also think it's one that's like super important to the foundation. I agree. Of Hanyan because the monumental thing that slap bet becomes yeah. and no yeah. spoilers though remember right right <laughs> that's really hard Sorry. kate edits out a lot of things okay good and that's Sorry. not really spoilery because this episode is a continuation of the slap bet anyhow sure right exactly so, um so yeah you might remember um that courtney kang's real life wedding was the inspiration for robin's fake wedding um in the robin sparkles episode right um when uh robin pretends that she was married at him on that's why she won't go right um which is the whole premise of slap bet anyway mm. <laughs> i need kate she's so good um we won't see any of courtney's episodes again until season three um which is little boys and no spoilers but we will see somebody make another guest appearance who was on earlier in season two and our director is our girl pamela fryman our show starts out with future Ted sharing a story about how communication is the key to a good relationship, which is very true. Of course. Right? Um, so we get a couple of scenes of Ted and Robin, and uh, Ted keeps doing this really awkward thing um, that happens in relationships, yes. especially when you're a little bit older. Um, he starts telling stories about experiences that happen with the wrong significant <laughs> other. So not Robin. Um, this happened has happened to me before. Really? Yeah, with my ex. He um, was telling the story and was swearing up and down that it was me. I was like, that's not me. He goes, yes, it is. And because your dad, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that's never, literally never happened in my life. He goes, yes, blah, blah, blah. He's like yelling at me. And then he stopped mid-sentence and realized. It all clicked in. Yeah. Um, that happened in college um, with uh, a good friend of mine. He, um, we were driving by. A restaurant, and he had said to my other friend, hey, remember that time when we went there? And she was like, no, again, same thing, like, swore yeah. up and down, left and right, that she was with him. And later on that evening, he realized, um, definitely was not oh, her. Yeah. But but he didn't say that it was his sister. That just Yeah, that's <laughs> what makes it even, it just makes it weird. Yeah. He pretends that it's his sister. Um, and we get this narration from future Ted, who tells us that as an adult in your later 20s, it's a given that you've been in um, relationships with other people, but when you're in the relationship, it's just kind of common courtesy not to talk about it. Is that what you do in your relationships? Uh, I think in your marriage. Yeah, I, I think um, before my <laughs> husband, I was going to say my current husband, as if I'd had like <gasps> yes, four girl, before. yes, my current husband, <laughs> my first husband. There you go. First, first husband's better. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. He, I'm on my second. (laughs) Him, um, kind of one of his things, like right from the get go, was like, "Look, this is my background 
just you're going to have to be fine with it. Here it all is. Um, whereas in my previous relationships, talking about anything beforehand was definitely very, very off limits. Um, so, no, I would say that, you know, my marriage has been different, but also, you know, we were a little bit older Yeah, when we started dating and stuff. But literally, I think on our second date, we were sitting at the bar and he was just like... This is it. Here's all my <laughs> dirty laundry. All, all the cards out in Here's front of the you. the dirty laundry. Um, so I will say, though, that because of that, this um, kind of thing doesn't super bother me because I feel like I know all. Yeah. I know most of the stories. Yeah. I don't ask about them. If yeah. it comes up, then that's fine. I mean, it's kind of kind of the approach, like, I don't, there's nothing I really need to know about what happened. Exactly. That's kind of just kind of how I feel about it. And um, not that, like, again, if he were to ask me a question or if I were to ask him a question, we would obviously answer it honestly. But Of course. It's just. But it's never really come up in yeah, conversation. Yeah, there's not, not a need to. But yeah. I guess, like, my situation is a little different because I was married. And, right. And Jack and everything like that, but. Anyway, um, so finally, Robin calls Ted out on it after he says that he went to Maui, which is super romantic with his <laughs> sister. Um, and they just decide that they're going to be honest. But Ted then, Ted's it up, of course. <laughs> and while well, they're at McLaren's, he points out some random girls like, yeah, three years ago I made out with her. Like, why? Why? I- and you it, don't need to say that. Yeah. That's something that you keep to yourself. Exactly. Um, and then Robin kind of is un <laughs> and she flips out and calls him an insensitive jerk. And it that, I'm not going to lie, that reaction was kind of shocking because I haven't watched the show in a long time. Yeah. So when um, I started doing the prep for this and watching it, when she acted like that, I was kind of like, yeah, where's mm-hmm. tough you know, Robin wears ungirly Robin, wears unjealous Robin, mm-hmm. wears the cool Robin that she puts off. Right. It was kind of nice to just remind you, like, oh, wait, she is a real person with feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. So then you get the nice, fancy opening credits where I find myself singing along. Oh, yeah. Every single time, um, even though there's no words, but... Anyway, so then um, we open up to back, back to the bar. They're in their normal booth. Um, Marshall and Barney are playing the Would You Rather game, but it's not just any old Would You Rather game. It's um, Would You Rather, Marshall poses to Barney, Would You Rather Have Sex with a Classic Mermaid, mm-hmm. Human on Top, Fish on the Bottom, or a Reverse Mermaid, Fish on Top, Human Bottom. Now, before we before we uh, go any further, Kate, what, what would you, Caitlin, what would you pick? See, I know I thought about this maybe a little too long. <laughs> I love making out and I love boobs. Yes. So mermaid classic mermaid for sure. But I don't I, know that bottom half, I fish know. top, pretty appealing. I know. I I, I I would just be happy with either way. Because either way it's a mermaid. So that, kind of that was my thought too. So I think I would pick classic mermaid just because of the appearance and symbol effect, like it's a freaking mermaid. Yeah. Like that by itself, yeah. I feel like would be. Mm-hmm. I'd just be honored that the yeah. mermaid chose me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so um, and also you might remember, um, season one, episode seventeen, Life Among the Gorillas. This is a game mm-hmm. that um, Marshall would have to play when he was working with Barney and yep. that guy Bilson. He would give these all sorts of crazy mm-hmm. scenarios, and it was terrible. Mm. Um, and then um, just one of the many reasons illustrating why I love um. Marshall is Barney ass. I don't know. Is she fat? 
And Marshall says, <laughs> yeah. well, I had to write this exact quote down. Yes. Well, yeah. Yes. She's a fish, so it's the good kind of fat. And it's just Love. like, like, it just, ugh. In my mind, um, Jason Siegel, just those are like improv lines. Like yes, he, just like did he a, is Marshall. <laughs> yeah. Love. Yeah. Love him. Um, so another real quick um, thing I wanted to ask you, Caitlin, is, uh, you know, the good old college game, Fuck, Kill, Marry? Yes. Ted, Robin, Marshall. <sighs> Mary Marshall, obviously. Yep. Fuck Robin, kill Ted. Ooh. Yep. Robin and I are just so much more alike. Ted. Mm. I feel like Robin would be kind of like into some crazy shit, too. She'd be Like fun. you could have like yeah. a good time. How about you? Well, obviously Mar- Mary Marshall. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, and... I feel like I'm already kind of married to Ted, so I already know what that experience is like. You don't want to kill him. I know, but, you know, for this conversation, we'll just get rid of him. I mean, he's my first husband anyway. (laughs) Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry if you're listening to this, Mark. I love you. Um, But uh, I I would do the same. Marry Marshall, fuck Robin, kill Ted. Yeah, yeah. You got to marry Marshall anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Um, so after that nice conversation, now Barney still hasn't answered, but, um, Lily comes in and she's super excited. She's got these, um, flyers in her hand that she's waving around and she's trying to hand them to Barney <laughs> and he proceeds to say that he doesn't take flyers and Marshall, of course, corrects him as he used to do. And Barney notes that, um, he only takes flyers from strip clubs because those flyers often, um, offer you. $10 off of wings. So this That's actually, important. It is. So this actually got me thinking a little bit more. And, um, like, I, I guess when I think strip club, I don't think, like, chow down on wings. Mm-hmm. Wings, to me, are just a very messy it's thing. It's way too messy. I feel like you'd want to have your hands yeah. free, clean, yeah. clean-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started looking up food at strip clubs. Yeah. And there, it's, it's like a big deal. I went there. It's a really, like, it's yeah. a thing. Yeah. And so uh, there's this whole big article on um, Thrillist about, like, the 10 best, like, strip clubs and the food and stuff. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I didn't go um, and look at New York, but I should have. Chris and I went to the one, one in Philly. Yeah. It was awesome. Was the food good? It was really good. Did you have, like, dinner? Or, yeah. Like, awesome. We had dinner. Um, it was delicious. And then we were laughing because it was like Barney when he goes, uh, you know, on Thanksgiving for the buffet. Yes. yes. You know? Yeah. Mm. It's uh, it's pretty, pretty tasty. So recommend it. Yeah. Um, so Barney, you know, says that he's not going to take the flyer because he's not, um, so, sorry. So Lily tells everybody that she is, um, going to be in this play Mm -hmm. and, um, Barney says that he'd love to go, but he's not trying to sleep with her and they're not in college. So he's just going to pass on everything. I love, um, I love when he says that and how he says, um, he gives like a couple of scenarios. It's like asking someone to drive you to the airport or crash at your yes, house or help yes. you move. And he says, call a cab, get a hotel and hire movers. <laughs> yes. And Kate and I talked about that when we were moving. Um, I had said something about moving. She was like, yeah, we hired movers. I was like, we did too. Isn't it great? She was like, I'm an adult with a savings account. I'm, why wouldn't I hire movers? Why would I ask my friends? Yeah. That would like, be hell. There's not enough pizza and beer in no. the world. Nope. To make me want to help you. To do it, yeah. So Marshall's still trying to get the answer about the mermaid though, yeah. out of Barney. I love how he's com- he's so committed to the bit. He is. He's got to find he's out. So into it. And um, after after all this, Ted and Robin come back down to the booth and they um, 
bef- you know, you can tell that, like, they're in the middle of a conversation mm-hmm. and that they need to, like, get something off their chest. But um, Ted sits down and he's <laughs> like, okay, guys, I've thought about it. Fish on top, human on the bottom. <laughs> and and he's just, got, like, this great face where he's, like, really serious. And Marshall it. just smiles. I think I even, like, wrote it down. Um, Marshall gave him this look with a smile and I melt all over because the bromance <laughs> connection is just too much for oh. my heart to handle. Like, I just feel like they're so in sync. And I think that's yeah. one of the things I love most about these mm-hmm. characters is that like, they've you, good chemistry, but like you forget you're watching a show. Yeah. Like you, you, you really feel like you're a part of this like special club, this mm-hmm. like connection that these two people share, especially when it comes to Ted and Marshall's yeah. relationship. Um, I also have a note here too. WTF is Lily wearing. It's like this like like crocheted like I know it's not a good look like I appreciate the 2007 like wardrobe but it's just not a good look though it's rough Mm -hmm. um so but that's when Ted brings up the whole debate you know do you keep the stuff do you throw it away what do we do so, yeah, Ted tells uh, the gang that he needs their advice and starts to tell them a story. And we see Ted and Robin on the couch, and they're about to head to the bar all cozy. And, um, you know, Robin's face is a little dry because, you know, it's winter in New York and mm-hmm. asks if he has any moisturizer and tells her, yep, there's some in the bathroom, so go ahead and moisturize. Got to keep that face moist. And we cut back to present mm-hmm. time with Lily freaking out because she hates She's like that gagging. word. Yeah. Do you have any words like that that you hate? You know, so this one um, caught me up a little bit because I feel like moist is one of those words. I had a feeling that it would kind of give you the heebie-jeebies. Is it the oist? It's yeah, it's the O I that blend. Yeah, and then the into that. I just mm, I don't know something about it just gives me like a chill and Mm. not in a like a sexy way. I feel like. I feel like that word is like that for a lot of people. I've encountered it a few times, but no, I don't really have... you. I thought you didn't like panties or pussy. One panties. Or pa- yeah. I, like, I can't even say it right. You're like, because, panties. <laughs> because I just... Panties. I, it just sounds a little creepy. Panties? Yeah, I don't like that. Mm. I like. I, I, I would prefer, even in like a sexy situation, for someone to be like, let me take your undies off. Like, panties to me underpants? just sounds... I would be okay with underpants over panties. Really? There's, there's something about panties that just makes me panties. feel like dirty, yeah. like a gross. Oh, I love. Oh, not dirty in a good way. In no, like a sexy no, way. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like like creepy. Yeah, like I'm sorry, a salty kind of. Yeah, I like it. I like That's it. But. You're <laughs> Um What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, I'll have to have Kate do a couple of polls. <laughs> Um, I want to know about mermaids. Yes. Classic mermaid or yes. inverted. Yes. And I want to know about words you hate. Yes. Anyway, Robin then resumes the story and she's talking about the face lotion, not moisturizer. Yes. And come to find out it's not Lily's face lotion. So obviously it's Ted's sister. Yes. Um, which we also know means it's one of his ex-girlfriends. And Robin then starts to get pretty upset about it, which again seems really out of character for her, but... I feel like she's never really done, like, a real serious relationship, I feel like. Right, right. With someone who seems as serious as Ted. Um, so maybe that's why and she's never really cared about somebody the way she cares about Ted. I don't know. But just felt so not Robin. Um, I also, and I thought maybe you would appreciate the fact that Ted had said it was, like, not a big deal because it was only, like, a $3 bottle of lotion. Yes. And she was like, it's clearly, like, 14 Yes. And I bet you anything that was a Vino face lotion. It looked like an Aveeno you know bottle what? circa 2007. And guess what, Caitlin? Walmart currently sells Aveeno <gasps> Positively Radiant Face Moisturizer 
for $13.47. Oh, my God, Jeanette, you're going to replace me. That's such good (laughs) trivia. I used to use that shit, and I think I remember noticing that. But I didn't remember. I didn't even like pay attention to it when I was watching it for my notes. I used to use it, and then my mom got me philosophy. Oh, you have the best face stuff. Oh, it was like my favorite part of sleeping me. over your house was okay. using your face wash. You can sleep over tonight and use it, or you just wash your face after okay. dinner. Um, get like all syrupy, and then be like I have to wash my face, <laughs> um, or just wash it. But yeah, then I tried. I used that, and it was amazing. And then I had run out, and then I went to buy it, and it's really expensive. It's really expensive. Really expensive. And so I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to use my vino and my face broke out. It was right around your wedding. My face broke out so bad. Never again. Never, never again. Anyway, um, good job. (laughs) Um, So Robin's like, well, what else do you have flying around from your ex-girlfriends? And then Ted points out it's the phone booth and the lamp by the desk and then he looks at the red sweatshirt that Robin's been all snuggled up in. (laughs) So, you know, as Lily pointed out, one um you when you break up with somebody what do you do with their stuff robin thinks he needs to get rid of all of it and ted doesn't agree um so they decide to let the group decide and they are reminded of when it was lily versus the joey butafuco pants and it reminded me of when we had a similar discussion <laughs> i have that same exact <gasps> note in mind too because cargo nice. pants yes the big deal guys <sighs> my husband had khaki cargo pants that were wait little- time out time out this is when you were kind of newly dating mm-hmm. and his his style has evolved yeah, very well I buy his clothes yes just just well, a precursor to like I'll buy like a really nice like he's six three he's super tall and he's very lean and he would buy like extra large and large clothes yes. because that's he needed it for the length and I told him like you can buy medium talls and they'll be thin or like they'll be more fitted and fit you and they'll still be long and so like I changed his life so I gently like pressed him forward into better fashion and then and I just kind of opened the door for him yeah 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 um but yeah I think in my mind's eye they were also pleated but I don't think they were I don't I don't think think that that they were pleated but I remember them being pleated more formal right I remember them being extremely wide very wide and short Oh yeah, they were like like oh, riding the I'm ankle. Ex- I'm so embarrassed for him, but he was so proud. Oh oh oh, friends, listen. He had just gotten a brand new Penn State. I got him jersey. the Penn State jersey. Yeah, yep, and he oh. was so pumped to wear that Penn State jersey out to the bar that night. And he put on his oh. nice fancy. You could tell that he had taken very good care of these cargo pants too. And they had the big old cargo pockets. Like the, the hems weren't like torn. Yeah. No, nope, they were like. Pristine condition, <laughs> and yeah. he uh, he just he was just loving it. He was just totally feeling himself, and I'll never forget walking down Bank Street with you and just looking at each other, and you just like holding my arm and just just oh god, so bad. But he learned, yeah. But well, and I remember when it came out um, finally that that was not mm-hmm. a good fashion choice, and he wasn't very happy. He with was us. not. He was so sad. He's still a little salty about <laughs> yes. it. Um, but I know, Jay, you did some uh, research yes. on Joey Buttafuoco. So um, I know some of you are younger than us. Yeah. I know who he was. Jeanette sort of did, so she wanted to do more research. Yeah. So it's perfect that she did do a deeper dive because I was—I didn't even think about it, but I, I think 
a lot of people listening to this probably don't know who he is. Yeah, or you probably heard of the name, but don't totally yeah. understand the the story. So just a quick little uh, Wikipedia um, shadow uh, is uh, he was best known for having a sexual relationship with a minor, Amy Fisher, who subsequently then <laughs> shot his wife, Mary Jo Buttafuoco, right in the face. But did she die? No, she did not. Um, and actually, Joey and... Um, Mary Jo got remarried quite a few years later. Um, but I think that they're divorced now. But, you know, to each their own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then, so I had never, like, heard of, I obviously knew who jo- Joey Buttafuoco was generally, but I didn't know that he was known for these pants. Yeah, parachute I pants. I had no clue. And um, so I um, had to Google Joey Buttafuoco pants and it was like the very first image that came up. Mm-hmm. And these are very, very reminiscent to the pants that Marshall wears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everyone uh, was trying to make him see the light. And, oh, you looking for a picture of pants or... No, I'm looking to purchase a pair of parachute pants. All right, then. Make sure they have neon geometric shapes. Um, (laughs) So, um, after talking about the pants, ultimately Marshall lost the pants battle. But then they kind of start talking about the things again. Because um, Ted's saying that when he sees these items, he doesn't think about the women. He thinks about, like, the time period in his life, Mm -hmm. which I totally understand. Like, the phone booth... He thinks of, you know, all these good times in college and Mm -hmm. the lamp he thinks about when he was broke right after college living on his own and he needed a light to work by and, um, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, he (laughs) – I also love when Marshall says that the pillow on the couch has um, a weird orange-brownish stain and he's like turkey gravy and creamsicle, (laughs) but not at the same time. Like he's very proud of this stain, yeah. I love that he notes that they weren't at the same time. Yeah. Um, But obviously Robin sees something very different, which I feel like a lot of people would. Um, You know, Robin looks at um, the phone booth and she sees his college girlfriend who he made 12 mixtapes for. (laughs) How many mixtapes has he made? You, Robin. And then, you know, he sees, um, she says, the lamp, and it's another girl who um, used to, he used to call Sweetie Pie, and then the girl on the couch, um, he doesn't remember her name or anything, but she has a bigger rack, so she's better than Robin. Yeah. I'm stupid. My rack's bigger than yours. Yeah. And so then Robin just kind of starts to um, go to, like, seven-year-old mode, and she's like, you know, the fact that you have um, stuff, still have your ex's stuff, it's creepy and gross, and then... Ted starts fighting back, well, you're creepy and gross, and your mom is creepy and gross, which is totally something my husband would do. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, um, Christopher, so we were just talking about how in this episode they were letting friends decide, and they're like, oh, it was like Lily versus the Joey Buttafuoco pants, like when he was wearing, Marshall's wearing parachute pants, and Jeanette and I were reminded of what? (laughs) Come closer. What were you reminded of, Chris? That would be the uh, cargo pants <laughs> and Penn State jersey. <laughs> yes! yes! I love we're you. We're so happy you've grown since then. I know. Finally, they get back to the bar, and they're going through the round table. Obviously, Lily's with Robin. Marshall is with Ted, and kind of just says, like, just because you're holding on to things doesn't mean that you have feelings, whereas 
Lily's arguments the opposite. And Barney's the deciding vote. He gets this real pensive look on his face, a la Barney. And um, sides with Robin. The, the the crowd goes wild. And Barney says that his reasoning is basically just because his apartment's way too cluttered and it's starting to look like a Bennington's. <laughs> Which, by the way, I had to Google. Oh, you've never been to a Bennington? No, uh, I had never. Benning- I had a really hard time trying it. to spell it. Never mind, like, say yeah. it. Yeah. And then we're reminded. Just a shitty chain. Yeah. Like Fridays yeah. or. And then we're reminded of um, how Canadian Robin can be sometimes. And she talks about Dan Bees. Yep. And I love, love, love the way that she says grizzly pot ice cream sandwich. I know. It's like the cutest little, like, little girl. Yeah. But with, like, a slight little accent on I it know. or something, too. She's, like, so sad for them. Yeah. When she, like, realizes it. that she'll never get a Dan Bees in the U.S. In the U.S. Yeah. Um, we cut to the apartment, and Ted is packing everything mm-hmm. up from his ex-girlfriend, which future Ted says was painful, but not as painful mm-hmm. as what they were in store for later that night. Um, future Ted tells us how New York is famous for their theater. There's Broadway and off-Broadway and off-off-Broadway and homeless people screaming in the park, and then below that, the play that Aunt Lily was in. So, Oof. Yeah. Yikes. So, cut to then eight flights later in a urine factory type theater. Oof. Um, it's all very black, and you can tell it's probably cold, and there's lots of metal folding chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, they um, find Barney, Ted, Robin find Marshall, who's dressed head to toe in a suit, and he's down in the front row, and he's ushering them in down um, to sit down. And he's super excited. And... Um, Barney notes that he brought a bag just in case anyone yeah. needs or wants to puke. I love when, when Robin tells him that it's not going to be that bad, and Neil Patrick Harris is like, no, oh, okay. Like, just like, yeah, okay. yeah like, we'll see. Yeah. I love it. He yeah. says it so, it's perfect. The lights dim when we see three people on stage all dressed in black. Um, a spotlight goes on the first person's face, and he says, I am rage. And then... The next person is greed, and then it's Lily who says, I am rage, but fucks up and realizes that she's not rage, she's envy. So it's, like, pretty awkward. But then it gets even worse because Lily (laughs) runs up to Ted with a mirror in her hand and shoves it in his face and says, this is the face of consumerism. And Marshall has this great comment that, in my mind, I hope is also, like, just Marshall ad-libbing. Um he says, oh, man, like, Ted's part of the play. Like and he's, he's pumped. He's yeah. so pumped. Like, he can't, he can't even. Um, and, you know, luckily we only get a few seconds of the play, and afterwards the <laughs> gang gathers around and congratulates Lily, except Barney. He keeps it real and tells them that it sucked. And but in this, like, happy, super happy voice, that sucked. Yeah. And Lily's sad because, you know, being a good friend means supporting them. And she tells him, that Barney, that if he did a play, <laughs> she would sit through it and compliment him at the end. Oh, And just as Barney says, bad move, Aldrin. Aldrin. I wrote that one down, too. Yeah. I yeah. love that. And he, his face is just, you know, classic he, sinister Barney. You know he's going. The wheels are turning. You can hear it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, one of my favorite moments, though, in the whole episode comes up next. Is yes. When the director comes out and announces that he'll be doing a live Q&A in five minutes. And Barney just literally runs straight to the door. But he doesn't just, like, he doesn't try to, like, find the aisle or, like, push chairs out of the way or, like, go, like, around the chairs to get to the door. He literally just turns around and pushes the chairs <laughs> and out he's, of the like, way. climbing over them. And they're falling down underneath them. And it's just so dramatic and so, like... 
to the point, though, where, like, the gang is, like, you know. Yeah. It's just Barney. It's so it's so good. funny. And Neil Patrick, like Kate and I say a lot, he's so good with that physical comedy. He is. He really, really is. And I love now we've got a pretty good B-plot set up. So yeah. yep. something besides the Ted and Robin drama, um, which for me gets a little, like, meh. Yeah, and this the B plot I think is, is great in this episode. It's I think um, Barney and Lily have really great chemistry too. Yeah. So I like I really 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 like when they're paired together. Me too. Um, back at the apartment, Robin and Ted um, are honest each, with each other, mm. and they t- talk about how much Lily's place sucked. Um, and they get into the apartment, and Robin comments that it, he's been robbed, but actually he just got rid of all the stuff from his exes. Um, so it was quite a few more things than he, uh, had led on to Robin. But did you notice her face though? She was kind of like, you could tell that she was touched, but like very confused that so much yeah. of his stuff was yeah. from exes. Like, and he, do you ever buy anything for yourself? I think she said something. Yeah. Like. And Ted has like a smug look and he's like, Papa gets swag. Yeah, I was right. like, oh my God. It was kind of like, all right, please, Ted, please. Yeah. Simmer down. So then we see Ted and Robin. Uh, they're walking down the street, presumably the next day or so, and they're walking around with her five dogs. Um, my first thought when I saw that, though, was um, five dogs in an apartment in Brooklyn. Come on. That's ridiculous. It's uh, just a little ridiculous. Ted says, you know, first I was really bummed about getting rid of my stuff, but then I see how happy it makes you, and it makes it all worth it. And <laughs> Robin says it's great like you can tell that they've been in a relationship for a while at this point Mm -hmm. when she says that's exactly how i feel when i begrudgingly have sex with you when i'm really tired same yeah (laughs) i know that feeling amen so stuff (laughs) then it kind of just comes out like that all of these dogs all five of these dogs have come from robin's exes and he has not she has never shared this information with ted never you know never mind anyone else I guess people don't really talk about, like, where'd you get your dogs? I guess maybe if you had five, you'd probably ask why. And what asshole is buying a girl who has three and four dogs? Another another dog who lives in an apartment in Brooklyn. Ridiculous. And they're, like, big dogs, too. I know. It's not even, like, little. Which I guess is part of, like, the fun of it, the gag. But we're just, um, we're too practical. Maybe, yeah, maybe thinking too logically about that one. Um, But one of um, the things that kind of made me like really feel a little for Ted is when all of a sudden the Dalmatian in front of him turns into one of Robin's exes because that's what I feel like sometimes um, people feel like when they see their exes stuff laying around or Mm -hmm. whatever the actual manifestation of of the person yeah I mean I know I know someone who came across a box and burned it like came across hers uh, the significant other's box and burned all the things inside Oof. So wait, now before I before my husband would go out with me, yeah. he was very clear that all of my social media pictures of really? my ex be gone. Because he thought that by me keeping them, like by me being tagged in them still, like I didn't have to delete the picture, I had to like untag myself or whatever yeah. from the picture so that they weren't associated with my profile anymore. That's so interesting. She would to me. not go out with me until those photos were untagged because he thought that that meant that I was still pining over my ex, <laughs> which, no. ladies and gentlemen, no. I was not. 
No, you were not. I can confirm. Um, that's interesting to me. Yeah. Um, so they decide they're going to bring it to the group again, but, you know, Ted doesn't like her chances. He's feeling pretty confident. <laughs> he was real confident for that real one. Real confident. At the bar, everyone's like, you're crazy. Like, you don't ask someone to get rid of their dogs. Like, you don't do that. And even Barney comments that he would not ask her to do that. Um, and then he does like this, like, oh, oh, before I forget, and he hands out these flyers mm. for his new play to the group. And Lily is like, all right, yeah, yeah, very funny. But it's actually not a joke. It's very true. It's a one-man show that's excruciatingly long, and he expects everyone to be there since, you know, they're all such good friends. But Lily won't admit she's wrong, and she says that she will be there. And she's very convincingly happy about it yeah absolutely barney makes a comment before he leaves telling them to wear ponchos because (laughs) the first three rows get wet i don't think he meant like in a sexy way either which would have been kind of funny though because coming from barney i know yeah so then um they get home they're at robin's apartment now and her and ted are sitting on her couch uh reading each reading their own book and robin has the donation snuggling with her on her lap and, um, you know, she says, I'm, I'm sorry. I probably should have told you where they had come from. And Ted's like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked you to get rid of them. That was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, are we okay? Yeah, of course. But then Ted kind of gets back into his head like our dear Ted does. And he um, sees the Dalmatian turn into her ex, who then she is cuddling with on the couch. And it's pretty much just, you know, on from mm-hmm. there. Um, jealousy just sets in, and we see a couple different scenarios come come from this. Um, Robin and Ted are walking the dogs down the sidewalk, but when the camera pans out, we see that they're not actually walking the dogs. They're walking all of her exes. And um, similar situation, they're starting to fool around. PJs are still on, though. Mm-hmm. And one of the dogs the man dogs start sniffing up to them and trying to push in between them. Um, and Ted gets very, very visibly flustered and just says that he has to leave. <laughs> and he just runs out of the bedroom, leaves the apartment. Done. Not awkward at all. Done. Yeah. Um, Robin and Lily are at the theater because apparently it's the next day and they're getting ready for to watch Barney's performance. And Robin's looking kind of sad and she's telling Lily that she's been thinking of sending, you know, the dogs to the farm, which she doesn't mean she's going to kill them. She has to clarify. It's actually to a real farm where um, her aunt lives. Um, she lives upstate and Robin makes a comment about how, you know, she's pretty lonely. It's just her aunt and her lover, Betty. And... Um, Lily points out that if they were five dogs, she'd rather, if she were five dogs, she'd rather be a fa- um, on a farm upstate rather than a, in a Brooklyn apartment. And, you know, same. Mm. Um, but uh, there's a funny little sort of exchange where um, when Robin tells her that <laughs> she's going to send them to her Aunt Betty in her lover's house, or farm rather, um, Lily kind of perks up. She's like, oh, they love dogs. And Robin looks confused. <laughs> And she's like, what do you mean by they? And Lily's like, uh, people upstate. It's pretty awkward. Um, The lights dim and uh, they quickly sit down. Marshall asks Lily if, you know, she's sure because, you know, it's it's going to be rough. It's it's going to be pretty bad. Um, But, you know, she's committed because she is a good friend. She is. Um. So then lights go down, we hear a gong, and all of a sudden you see Barney start entering the stage from the back, and he is on in full Steve Jobs uniform. 
nice, like, cotton black turtleneck. And he proceeds to walk to the front of stage, put his leg up on a chair, and just say the word moist for 40 minutes. And then following that is another 20 minutes of him squirting Lily with a water gun. Like one of those cheap little water guns. A little red one, yeah. You know, at the bottom. But um, he gets like a lot of soaking in and then all of a sudden looks like a little boy who has to pee. Yeah. And he's like... I need a refill. He's like, looks nervously. (laughs) But he has to say, play's not over, just in case anyone thought they were leaving. Um, And then Marshall looks at Lily, and you can tell that he is genuinely upset. And um, complains that he never gets picked for audience participation. Jason Siegel, Marshall Erickson... Just want to say if I'll I'll participate with you. Yeah, any I'll always day choose him to participate. Any any whatever you want to do, buddy. Jack always gets I chosen. Also <laughs> <laughs> I know po- podcast makes physical humor pretty tough, like funny looks and stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, do you get picked for stuff? Jack always does. Ugh, I know I do not want to be picked ever. Like so, if they're asking for whatever, I just. Yeah. Tower down. I mean, like, I could love some things. Oh, perfect example. When we went to go see Dak Shepard in New York. True. The things I would have done to, to get up to that mic and talk to him and have a conversation with him, but then being, the thought of being picked and everyone mm-hmm. looking at me and hearing my voice and um, all of that. Nope. I'm I'm all set with that. Um, I kind of hate it, and I also kind of love it. Sure. I totally can see that, though. Yeah. So then um, things get real weird, mm-hmm. as if they were real quick. weird enough. Robot Barney comes out. But this isn't like um, like in Eurotrip, the mime robot. Yeah. This is like janky robot. Tinfoil, cardboard box, and he's doing beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. It's so good. Feelings <laughs> inside. And um, Robin's pretty much asleep. Ted's really not that far behind. Um then you cut to what I'm guessing is probably another hour later. Um, he pulls out this, like, um, classroom instrument-type flute. and um, A recorder. Yes, yes, a recorder. That was a really good description, though. Classroom instrument flute. I guess that's the definition of a recorder. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Check me out. Um, <gasps> Ted um, Ted starts looking at his nails, kind of like, I'm, I can picture him thinking, like, Whew, I really need to get a manicure because... Let's be serious. Our boy Ted totally gets manicures. Um, and so Barney just um, realizes that no one's paying attention to him. So he um, starts making these ridiculous noises on the flute to get everyone's attention. And then Lily has just had enough. She stands up. She screams, stop. And um, she says sorry instantly to mm-hmm. Barney. And she just says, you know, I'm sorry that I made you come to my show. I know it was horrible. I know it was awful. Um, so let's just go to the bar. Barney, you win. I lose, we're done. And then Barney has that moment that I think we all sometimes feel. Mm-hmm. Um, that he loves winning and he's so happy and he makes he's these, so like, amped up. these like evil noises with his throat. And yep. you can just tell that he, you know, he is so pumped. But then, um, so they all start to leave, but then he gets kind of um, sad and like, oh, are you sure you guys really want to go? You know, I was just getting warmed up. And basically you can see that it's Barney crying for help mm-hmm. um, because he never really got to experience any of these kinds of things um, with a, a family unit. So um, they all end up staying and watching the rest of Barney's play. An hour and a half more of oh. torture. Yes. Yep. Um, 
the next scene is Ted and Robin um, at the apartment door. Robin comes up to him in the hallway, and Ted asks where she was because he couldn't get a hold of her, and turns out she brought all five of her dogs up to her aunt's house. Yay, Robin. Yay. Good and job, Robin. They hug, and uh, Robin wants to go inside, but Ted starts to panic and says, let's go to the bar, and that they can't go into his apartment because the floors are gone because he sent them out. And, and it's just like this weird excuse, and he's so uncomfortable, and Robin just kind of pushes past him and goes in and sees that all the stuff... All of it. All of it is back. The apartment is looking exactly the way it was. And Ted told her that he was throwing everything away, but clearly he didn't. And his excuse is that he didn't know she was going to get rid of the dogs, but that still doesn't make sense for why he said he threw it out when he did it. But I also feel that like Ted is genuinely just a more sentimental person than Robin. And I think that's I think that he is kind of like a creature of habit type thing. Yeah. Likes where his stuff is. Mm-hmm. Like so I I never bought that he threw it away. So how old do we think that they are right now? They're or, or in 2007. I can't remember. Kate would know. She's better at this than me. They're in their late 20s, so. Okay. So you can't tell me that um, a late 20s man who is a seemingly successful architect cannot buy himself a new lamp? First of all, that lamp's ugly. I get it's that it's so kitschy and ugly. stuff. Like, it's I get that so it's, like, ugly. hipster and kitschy and, like, whatever. But come on. You can't go to Ikea? They live in New York. You could right? get, like, unless, when did he say he got it? Was it college? After college, I think. So, anyway, so after um, after they realize that, uh, they, uh, future Ted chimes in and uh, says that they then begin the worst fight that they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, lasted hours. Things got woozy. I love. <laughs> prescri- describes that seasons changed outside and calendar pages fell. Um, and they just fight for what feels like forever. I mean, obviously, they're, they're fast-forwarding through all of this. Yeah. Um, I love they do the speed-up fights. Yes, I like that, too. And I like how animated the fights are. The hands mm. and the mm-hmm. shouting, and she takes her coat off, and like, yeah. they're really, really into it. And then um, we see them sitting on the couch, and they look, they're looking right at the screen, and they're saying, we're really doing this? Mm-hmm. And what happens next, Caitlin? They are hugging each other at the bar, and they shout, we're moving in together. <sighs> and everyone looks excited except Barney. He's just kind of sitting in the yeah in the booth still, like, not looking thrilled. Oh, How do you feel about them moving in together? Um, I don't know that it was a decision that was made in, like, the right frame of mind. Yeah. I also feel like, too, that they're too, like... I feel like Ted can't exist properly without Lillian Marshall. Yeah. And I feel like Robin is just such an independent person. Mm. Um, She's very independent. So that I think it, that's... It's, it's a, I think it's a big wrench in the... Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to stay tuned. Yeah. Um, at the end of the episode, we get a really fun scene at the yes. very end. Um, it's Barney's back dressed as a robot. He's singing a love song to a toaster. <laughs> and everyone looks miserable. Like they would rather stick hot forks in their Exactly. Eyes. And then Barney starts doing a little soft shoe tap dancing. Yeah. And we see Marshall get up and he slaps Barney so hard. He slaps the shit out of him. Like puts his body into yeah. it. The like, coattails are swinging. The tie's swinging. And he turns around and tells the group, that's two. And then everyone claps and smiles at Marshall. When he says that's two, his face is just so triumphant. Mm-hmm. Like, gotcha. Yeah, like, fuck that. Yeah. And he was the hero. Yeah. I guess that's kind of audience participation. Yeah, maybe. 
Um, a couple of fun things about the episode. Um, they actually had to call paramedics during filming because Josh Radner is super allergic to dogs. No way. Yeah. Um, it, he had um, gotten through other filming with the dogs by taking Claritin and some thorough vacuuming. Uh, but he had a really severe reaction, especially in the scene where he's petting and being licked by that Dalmatian. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. I didn't realize people were that allergic to I pets. I didn't think so either. Everyone I know is just like they get a little sniffly. And sure. Watery eyes. Also, Lily... Um, at the end of her play, she's telling Barney about how that's, you know, friends make each other feel good. They build each other up. And Barney replies sarcastically, like, yeah, if you're a smurf. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was funny is four years later, yes, Neil Patrick Harris was in the Smurf movie. Yes, he was. Um, and also, most importantly, the name of Barney's play is Suck It Lily, which is just delicious also i want to call out attention to there is a blog post for this it's the barney stinson theater experience (laughs) and it's actually pretty good um he has selections from the barney stinson theater experience so i it has like stage direction costume change yeah like a music cue it's it's pretty good i highly highly recommend it that's stuff did you have anything else you wanted to say Obviously, it's a very big deal for me to be here because this is kind of like how our friendship, yeah. We, I feel like we fell in love mm-hmm. when, yeah. when they fell in love. I agree. Um, also, too, just... That's, yeah. Love you. Love you, too. <laughs> um, and also, this show really kind of helped me uh, fall in love with my husband, too, when we first started yeah. dating. Um, it was one of the things that we like first started talking about um, to kind of just see like that uh, first couple of dates, like mm. what sorts of things like that that you have in common. And we started watching it together too, just watching it all the time. And, um, and Kate and Liz did too. It like really, oh, bring, really, yeah, it brings couples together. Maybe that should be a prerequisite. You had to watch this with some special your person, one, yeah, yeah, in your life, one, yeah, to be Maybe. on to be on the podcast. But um, I always joke, and I, I, I think I've said it a couple of times, that um, my husband is very much Ted Mosby, yep. and he will fight to the death that Ted Mosby is far superior than Marshall Erickson, whereas <laughs> Whoa. Caitlin and I will we'll kill defend Ted. that to the grave. Exactly. We would kill Ted. We right, wouldn't even right, fuck him. We'd right, kill him. Right. That's what we think of him. Yeah. Kill him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, but so this show is very special for me, too. Um, even... even um, so that our wedding song mm-hmm. with my husband was um, 500 Miles. Um, it was the Sleeping at Last version, but still, the sentiment was and there. we don't do spoilers, but the next episode we're going to be listening oh, to is, is Arriva- the next one? Arrivederci Fiero. Um, but they don't introduce 500 Miles before that? I don't think it is. No? Okay. Well... Yeah, so you'll that song will come back around. Also, I have an interesting little tidbit of information for you that maybe you did not know. What? Lindsay Fanesca. Who's that? She plays um, Ted's daughter, Penny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the opening yeah. credits. She was married at a vineyard here in... Connecticut? Connecticut. No way! One very close to where we live. That's pretty cool. Yes. Um, and um, I, I knew her photographer. And That's so, awesome. Um, I also follow her on Instagram. I really like her. I think she's a really good actress. Um, also, the the biggest thing, though, for me is that <laughs> Caitlin's giving me the side eye. So from day one of watching Him Yim, I was a staunch Robin hater. She hated Robin like I hate, like I hate present tense, present and, and future. Yes. Never, pre- never past. No. Nope. The way I hate Victoria. 
I just you I hate I hated, hated everything her. about her. I hated her attitude. I hated her and Ted together. I hated You're a everything goof. about her. And all of a sudden watching it now being a little bit older and kind of just maybe having more life experience or something, I love Robin. So I think she is the most like uh, she's someone I would want to be friends with. Yeah. I love how um she sticks to herself. Like, she's always mm. herself. She doesn't bend or change for anyone mm-hmm. um, or she try to just make someone happy in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I'm a huge fan of Robin. And her and Ted together, I really like. Yeah. I really like it. I, I never like more did. More Victoria. Well, she's a whole other... That's a mess. Do you like her? I don't remember. I, I did, but then the more... Um, the, the more that we went on, I just... She's the worst. She's kind of whiny. And I also feel like she didn't really love Ted. And I feel like Ted just kind of made up their relationship. Like, he wanted to be in a relationship so It was so just, bad. like, the beginning of it was so, like, story-like. Yes. He loved that shit. Yeah. <sighs> Gross. Um, also, just to go back to last uh, the last episode of Hey Beautiful, mm. just want to say don't cred- discredit the ranch. I know Caitlin's a little salty about it. I had it. a sneak peek of that on her notes, and I just, like, ugh. I, so I'm not typically that. You don't even type really of, love Ashton Kutcher. Nope. Um, I mean, I think he's like a good person. Like I like him as a person. I will say I only started liking him as an actual person mm-hmm. after listening to his podcast episode with Dak Shepard. Um, Armchair expert, excellent yes, podcast. Yes. Not that they need any advertisement from no. us. <laughs> um, but he he's a good person. And everything. But um, it it the show's a lot like like Two and a Half Men. I you hate know that show. kind of like um, simple sort of humor or something. Yeah, I but hate there's that something show. else about the ranch that like they've got like a good little like emotional side to things. But also the biggest reason I like the ranch is Sam Elliott. He's got I a mean, really good voice. And but the lines that they give him are good. They're so good, and he delivers them so like deadpan. Mm. And he he's just really really great. I mean, he makes it worth me watching. Well. Not that you will watch, but I I'm just watch. telling you. I'm not sold. But that's okay, because it's not the first show we disagree on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not. <gasps> <sighs> that's another, another. That's a whole other thing. That's a long thing. That's what yeah. she said. All right. So, before we get into legendary moments, I want you to please rank the uh, characters, the main characters, um, from favorite to least favorite. So if you would have asked me this about, or even the last week, I probably would have had a whole different mm. ranking. Um, but now that I've kind of re-fallen in love um, and kind of just gotten back to this little headspace and mm-hmm. heart space, um, I would say most favorite is Marshall, obviously. obviously. Barney. Me too. Would be second. Just because I feel like he's... You gotta have him. I love Barney. Comic relief, but he's so sweet and he's just very cut and dry. But then again, he's so dramatic and, and he's he just so keeps terrible. Moving. He just. <sighs> yeah, we were talking about like if this show was airing in 2018, would he, we no. would they have been able to get away with as much as they do? With he would Barney? be a different Barney, right? And therefore, wouldn't be Barney. Yeah. Um. So then I would go Robin. Mm-hmm. Then I would go Ted. Then Lily. 
Really? Lily laughs. Yeah. Just right now. Maybe maybe as I keep mm-hmm. watching, okay. she'll move up a little. But Lily's kind of a tough one for me, especially in season two. Season two is hard to like Lily, for sure. It is. She's I mean, a bit I'm, of a Grinch. I'm and I mean digging, cunt, not bitch. I'm, I'm digging the darker hair, and mm-hmm. I totally applaud her for wanting to go to San Francisco and, you know, uh, feel but herself you, but I also would you think leave your she, Marshall I think that she went about it the wrong way yes. I think at the end of the day she always knew that Marshall was her person yeah and I think that Marshall being who Marshall is would have totally been fine with her going and having these experiences yeah, absolutely and it, it makes me sad she didn't give him the chance no it was never even a discussion it was just yeah. this is what's happening so sad it is it really is what about you? What's your ranking? Uh, mine is Marshall, of course, Barney, Lily, Robin, Ted. Mm. I like Lily more. Yeah. Um, a lo- like, but I do, Robin is. I just, great. I do, but I, do I love have, Lily. I do have a soft spot for Ted because of his quirkiness. Yeah. I, I, I really like it. I just, it just keeps things interesting. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't hate Ted, but no. someone has to be bottom. down at the bottom. Yeah. It's life, you know? Yeah. All right, so we have six legendary moments this week, which is pretty exciting. Super exciting. Um, Our first one comes from Sam, sent via email, and Sam writes, Hi, Kate and Caitlin. I think this is going to be a first. I am giving my legendary moment for stuff to Barney, specifically to his one-man show. (laughs) From the first gong to the robot love story, I just love it. And although it may have started as a way to prove a point to Lily, you can tell he really gets into it. The rest of the gang's reaction throughout the play, including the second slap, just <laughs> add to it. One of my favorite storylines in a while. Unlegendary moment for Robin getting rid of the, her dogs. I've never liked that part, and I hate that it's Ted who made her do it. Mm. Mm, good point. Very good point, Sam. Yeah. Take care, Sam. Thank you. So the next legendary moment is Dan from Twitter, and he writes, My legendary moment for the next episode is the universal scorn for Ted suggesting Robin get rid of the dogs. <laughs> this is a bottom five Ted episode in the series, though, and Robin was also being ridiculous. Terrible episode for them as a couple, but good episode, though. I agree, Dan. Terrible episode for mm-hmm. them as a couple, but great episode. I, again, it's totally. that B-plot that saves it. Yep. Bow show. All right, our next one's from Johnny on Twitter. Hey, K and K, greetings from the almost frozen tundra of Northwest Minnesota. Oof, I'm com- I'm complaining about the cold in New England. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Oh, North Northwest mm. Minnesota cold. Stay warm. Uh, anyway, he writes. I'll keep it short and sweet. Here's my legendary moment for the episode stuff. It has to be Marshall during Lily's play. His excitement throughout is priceless. The best line of that scene is Marshall saying under his breath, oh my God, Ted is part of the play. Yes! Johnny, you get it. You get it. <gasps> his expression makes me laugh. Thanks again for the fantastic podcast. Aw, Johnny, thank you so much for sending us a legendary moment again. Our next one is from Dee Dee on Twitter. And Dee Dee's legendary moment is moist (laughs) and it's just a gif of barney squirting lily in the face with the nice little squirt gun (laughs) i noticed you said gif with a hard g i do Mm. are you a gifer i'm a jiffer oh jiff see that to me though is like 
the peanut butter. J I F N. I know, I know. The soft cheese is weird. So you're, but that's you're the, saying it right because I know. Everyone, but everyone always tells me it's wrong. But then, do you, you remember do when you? Yeah. Do you remember when Chris and I though went through our soft G phase and everything was like Jujal and oh, Jum? Oh yes. And Jolf. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Our next one's from Allison on Twitter, who also sent us a visual legendary moment. So go check it out. Um, and it, she says basically these scenes, but also Robot Barney. And the scene is of. Ted and Robin walking down the street with five men with collars and leashes. I just want to say, though, that with that exact freeze frame, it does not look like a screen grab from Himium. No. It looks like a screen grab from a fun time party about to happen. Um, Yeah, invite me, friends. Right? So the um, last legendary moment is from your very good friend, Abha. The um, her legendary moment is the moment when Marshall gets up from his seat and slaps Barney while Barney is dressed as a robot and doing the tap dance. <laughs> Barney falls to the ground and Marshall says, "That's two. That is an excellent legendary moment. Yeah. What is yours? My legendary moment for the episode is definitely the same one as Abha. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it was when Barney left the pl- Lily's play when he just I love that part. Just no chairs were in his. He just plowed right through everything absolutely um i have to say i love the slap but i also love climbing up the chairs it's definitely mm, kind of the same for me and then two also runner ups or marshall wearing the jody butafuco pants and then i love when um robin puts on the lotion and um they're talking about it belonging to an ex-girlfriend she calls the ex-girlfriend a whore and she's like (laughs) she's leaving expensive lotions all over town sounds like a whore to me (laughs) That part always makes me giggle. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, and I spoke to Kate, and she had said that her legendary moment was definitely the slap. Good. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. I would like to give a very special thanks to my lovely, beautiful, also curly-haired host. I was thinking that, too, and Kate and I are kind of in very similar fields as well. Very similar fields. Yes. Like, the same, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We will see you next time for Arrivederci Fiero. Um, Kate will be back for that one. Um, So make sure to send us your legendary moment for that episode to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook or Twitter at Hey Beautiful Pod. We post new recaps every other week, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and make sure to leave us an iTunes review. We'd really like to get more of those because it helps new hashtag HB family um, members find us. We hope you'll come back next episode because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Caitlin Turner and Jeanette. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. digging sausage these days. I'm (laughs) not...